Right, welcome everyone to the uh, first reverse cut market update of 2022. I'm joined by Mike. Happy New Year to you, Daniel, Mike. Happy New Year to you too. You're a bit of a jumpy start to the year, I guess. Yeah, so I think we've just hit correction territory in the NASDAQ, uh, down about 10%. There's that and inflation that I think we should touch upon today. Shall we start with the NASDAQ and what's going on below the surface there? Let, let's do the NASDAQ. And I guess to start, I mean, you know, a lot of the, the kind of the growth techie innovation stocks have been under pressure for the last couple of months. Um, you know, if you think of headline stocks like PayPal, for example, Palantir, and then it's really only recently that the headline index plus some of the really big stocks like Apple, Microsoft have come under pressure. And it's really all got to do with valuations and, and bond yields. Typically, higher bond yields mean that the valuation for tech stocks tends to be more demanding. From the very start of the year, we saw a sharp rise in bond yields from about one and a half to one point eight percent, and that in, in the last week or so has led to quite a, a sell-off in the in the Nasdaq itself. Yes, I think a lot of people don't realise as well what's going on underneath the surface of these indices, because there's a lot of very speculative tech names that are almost in a, a sort of mini dot-com crash. <laughs> so what I mean by that is companies like Zoom, you know, and we're recording on Zoom right now. They were very uh, bid, well bid during 2020, so they went up an awful lot. Uh, and since they've peaked, they're now down. I mean, Zoom's down about 70%. Yep. And there's no obvious group of investors that's going to step in just yet. Because if they're trading at, say, 35 times uh, as a price to earnings ratio, that's too expensive for value investors to get involved by now. Momentum investors are not going to be touching it and growth investors have already feeling some pain and probably maxed out. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, some of these uh, tech companies continue to fall, even if the headline index is only down 10% or so. Yeah, it's been quite a tough time for growth investors. And I think what we need to see is a calming of fears around inflation, around rising bond deals, and the sense then that that growth is going to pick up again as we get through all of the noise associated with COVID and supply chain disruptions as well. And I guess you know one of the things that figures quite quite prominently here is inflation, which has you know just looking at headline indices, the OECD have a an inflation measure that that tracks inflation across the OECD countries. Um, that's hit I think a multi-decade you know three-decade high in the last couple of days we're awaiting as we speak CPI data in the US we've seen inflation hit you know six percent or more in Germany um, so this is new we haven't seen this in quite some time and I think for clients of uh, Rosecott again it's something to factor into portfolios in terms of how you how we play it and how we adjust the portfolio around this yeah uh, and there's a lot we could talk about with inflation, really, isn't there? The Federal Reserve, which is the US central bank, they released their minutes from the December meeting, uh, just at the start of the year. Uh, and that was what led to this sell-off in bond yields. Uh, I think it was one of the worst couple of days in the bond market for a number of years. And quite a, quite a large move uh, for bonds as well. The question that everybody's wondering is whether inflation is transitory or not. And yeah, what exactly transitory means. My view for what it's worth is that the Federal Reserve struggled to create inflation for 10 years. They wanted to, but they really struggled. And I don't think they figured it out this time. Uh, I think what's really caused a lot of this inflation is the fiscal stimulus we saw uh, over the last couple of years. And as that runs off, particularly towards the second half of this year, 
inflation will start to uh, fall back down due to structural forces that are out there. So demographics, lack of a unionised workforce, etc. Uh, in which case, I, I suspect that if bond yields continue uh, to rise, there could actually be an interesting opportunity to add some more yeah. bond exposure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. At the moment, we're in the middle of a, um, a squeeze lower in bond price because there is this con- confusion as to whether inflation is is temporary or not. And certainly there, there are some parts worth watching wage price inflation to see if there is a sort of temporary underlying trend. But I think if you take out base effects, particularly commodity prices, um, if you factor out supply chain disruptions, a lot of the extreme moves in inflation numbers will probably go the other way or at least flatten out in the next couple of months, which I think will be good for bond markets um, and maybe within equities, maybe good for some of these these tech stocks again. Yeah, and it'll help the Federal Reserve as well, because a lot of their credibility is called. Uh, exactly, yeah. It is questioned, shall we say. And, and this year is uh, midterm elections towards the end of the year in the US. So uh, they will want to uh, come across as doing something about inflation. Exactly. Uh, and the reason I reference this actually is because I think right now the Fed is really trying to talk down inflation expectations before they become uh, self fulfilling uh, and also ward off some of that political pressure. So that's what I think we can continue to uh, hear about in the near term. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just to sum up, I mean, in a way, it's all about liquidity and liquidity tap depends on how markets and how the Federal Reserve are reading the inflation numbers. You know, I think bear in mind as well that markets have now priced in quite an aggressive move from the Fed for the next uh, for the rest of this year. So it may be that we're kind of within the next couple of weeks, we're, we're hitting that point where people are being pessimistic about what the Fed is going to do. And that as a result of that, we begin to get some some upside potential. Yeah, I mean, we were talking just before we started, Mike, about uh, what we call the terminal rate. So that's the highest rate we expect the Federal Reserve uh, to raise base rates to within this economic cycle. Yes, exactly. And uh, 2.5% is what the market's expecting. Uh, a lot of smart commentators are speculating that it'll actually end up being more like one and a half. Yeah. Uh, so if we do 75 basis points this year, we could be halfway done for the cycle already. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if we just, just to finish, just go back in time to when you had inflation like this in the mid 90s, when the Fed raised rates and Fed funds were at five plus percent for maybe four or five years until the dot-com recession. We most likely won't have that. Um, the the peak in rates will be much lower, partly because the there's so much debt in the economy that you know you won't be able to sustain high rates like that without a big recession. That helps us to bound, I think, the impact and the level of of monetary policy from the Federal Reserve. Yep. Well, that was quite a good stint on inflation for us, I think, Mike. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's see how markets move over next month, and uh, yeah, look forward to chatting again in a month's time. Okay, very good.